what makes you think that you could that you could pull off plaid? I like I I'll never understand it. Uh, I just don't get it. You know, the the, the reason that I'm wearing this today is because everything is dirty. Everything is dirty. Plaid, and it's like forty below outside, and I'm in the lower level of my house, which means it's like fifty below in here. Whoa. So I needed something warm. And I needed something clean, and this is what I got. That's what I told the judge. I'm like, I needed something warm. Needed I needed something, something warm. He's like, I don't care. It was against the law. Yeah, 30, 30 days. We'll see you next month. I said, what? Mega Dads Live is a mature-rated podcast. It's for the Mega Dads, the Mega Moms, but not the Mega Kids. So put on those earmuffs and let's go! Xbox Developer Direct 2024 is kicking off the year by getting people all excited for what's to come in this uh, seems to be jam-packed calendar. So if I'm not mistaken, they said ahead of time that they were going to have four games and ended up talking about five. I could be wrong about that. But if you're not familiar, they showed uh, Avowed, so the action RPG first-person uh, from Obsidian, Visions of Mana, which is a remake of a classic JRPG, actually a continuation and brand new game in the JRPG uh, Mana game franchise, Indiana Jones and the Great Circle, which is a mostly first person, third person action type thing, Senua Saga, uh, Senua's. Uh, Senua Saga Hellblade 2, <laughs> the new one that's been showed a billion times. And then I don't think that they gave a heads up about Ara History Untold, which is like a civilization-like 4X strategy game. So they came out the gate and they said, here's what we got coming. Most of it coming in the first half um, of 2024, some coming in fall. Um, interesting. Interesting. I wanted to know what Adam thought about what he saw. Now, if I understood correctly, you didn't watch live. You watched some of the recap. I got that right. I ended up watching the entire. Well, okay. I wa I watched most of the recap. I caught him in a lie. I, I, I caught him in a lie. Everybody, you I heard it here. a couple of things, and we'll go through it as we <laughs> as we go as we go into it. But I did I did end up watching the whole thing, not live, um, and. I want to I want to I want to preface my takes as you know for people who don't know I do not own an Xbox. I have not played in the Xbox ecosystem for a long time. I also do not plan on getting an Xbox. So my opinions you can take them with as much salt as you want. Uh the first the first thing I want to say is I don't I'm not a fan of the style of the showcase, um, the the it 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 was very deep divey in a way that kind of bored me. I guess um, there wasn't enough sizzle in front of all these conversations about the game. It was it was very deep and nuanced, and I think for people who are very excited about these games, it's probably really appreciated. For me, who just I wanted something like that popped, something that's hot to say this is why you want an xbox and i felt like this was a little too low key to do that for me mm -hmm. um uh, uh, do we want to go through each game one by one well, how do we want on that note mm -hmm. this whole concept of let's let the developer talk i've been, i've been on the record saying i i hate it it's like if i want to hear about a game same as you I want a sizzle trailer and maybe you can talk a little bit about like what you're showing me, but like they get really deep and, you know, into the, the philosophy of why they made it, They get you know, their journey. Yeah. This is get, how much effort has been put into yes. it. Marketing speak. Yes. Marketing speak. They get deep in a way that's more personal and not necessarily about the game. Like, so for instance, for Avowed, they were talking to one guy and he was talking about personally, the place that I love in the game the most is this and this and this. And he's mm -hmm. talking about what he's bringing, like his feelings mm -hmm. to the game. But it's like, 
we haven't as a as a viewer or as a player i don't know what the fuck you're talking about i don't know what makes this location special you talk about all the love and affection you have for this this area that you've built but i don't even know what that is yet and it, it felt weird like it felt like yeah. it felt like they didn't give me a chance to get excited about the game before they started telling me why i should be emotionally invested in the journey of creating the game this concept has uh, must have something to do with someone somewhere believing that if I make a connection with the developer, I have more of a loyalty for them, or I want to support their game more, or I think it brings meaning to it. I like diving deep like that after I experience a game. Right. So when I played Pillars of Eternity 2, I started learning about the developer more on my own. There was a, a book Jason Schreier had, had made about like, uh, the development of the game videos behind the scenes that's when i kind of go deeper into you know after the fact but yeah. this whole concept has always been odd to me that being said i thought that this had a brevity to it and a, and the way they chopped it up where i didn't mind it this time and i actually when the like you were saying he was talking about this area of the game i thought it was just short enough where He's bringing himself into it, but then it goes kind of right into showing the gameplay. So I like tolerated it and I was like, okay, you're talking, but you're also showing at the same time sure, sure. and everything you're saying, you're showing me something new. Now, what I hate is when they've shown it before <laughs> and then it's like, hey, look at this game footage you've seen like yet again. I was, I was presently surprised by the format and I think this is the best developer focused format that I've seen so far. I, I, I don't think it's necessary in general, but I wouldn't mind it if they kept it brief like this. Is so. this their standard showcase format now? Like, they, I'm not really sure. Like, is this how they do all of them now? I, I wouldn't say that they've done this more than a few times. Okay. So I would say that it's safe to say they plan to keep doing it uh, in this way. I remember there being at least two others but i would have to go back and research because i kind of remember the 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 graphics and a little bit of the format in that way that they've done it so i don't know i don't like the nintendo directs i don't like the developer directs completely uh i don't like the blogs just bring back e3 anyway <laughs> continuing on just bring it back so do, let's talk about the games that they showed off all right you don't care about visions of mana very much, right? You don't like JRPGs just in general, would you say? Or you're not a mana fan? I, I've i only played one game in this series, and it was the first one on the Super Nintendo. But I honestly thought this was one of the better games of the showcase. I thought it looked pretty damn really? cool. Yeah. It, it, yeah, the visually visions of mana is impressive. I think that, and they talk about this, is the the legacy of the mana franchise they seem to be taking very seriously and i think that's what you want that's what fans would want i've seen like reaction videos of people who are deep mana fans and them just going crazy when you realize wait this was not just a remaster of a game this is a new game and they're bringing fresh ideas blending it with the old and I think that that's uh, an exciting thing because what do we know? Remasters are happening left, right, and center. So like a new entry in a franchise is, uh, was surely unexpected. And it looks beautiful. I I'm excited for it. Yep. It's not on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. This one is uh, Xbox not on Game Pass, though. Uh, if I'm, But we'd have to like go in and figure that out but yeah man i would say would be on the bottom of my list it, visually visually very very satisfying like the colors and character design and stuff it just looks it just looks it's beautiful yeah, yeah. it looks great absolutely um the top one of the most surprising games for me honestly was ara history untold I do like the Civilization 4X strategy games, and I've only played a couple because they're, it's a very complex game type. It's very niche, and what if you're not familiar with those game types, one of the one of the things that really pulled you in about this was how beautiful and intricate the game world looks. 
So similar to like a Sim City or something like that, you'll see buildings pop up and and little uh, characters run around and your top down view, like God view down. This game is so more advanced than like a city skylines or a civilization uh, or like a like the Rome franchise or Total War. Like it looked really good when you look down at these buildings. Like there's like a, a sh like sheep and animals all over the place, and then like you know farmers or like and fences, and it doesn't look like it's on a it is on a grid system, but. It looks very organic and there's a lot of detail for like small animals or construction happening and and the <clears throat> and the building and the architecture looks really vibrant and unique and it just blew me away. Again, you'd have to see that this game side by side with others in the genre to kind of understand how how impressive it looks um is is really what got me by surprise because of all these games for me to walk away saying that Ara look good i i'm like very very impressed are you have you played civilization civ or uh uh even a sim city and stuff like that i uh, i might yeah no i've been so out of touch with these kind of games for so long just because of the investment that they take i always look at I always look at games like cities and I download them because they're free on the thing. And then I, then I look at like how it actually plays. I'm like, I don't, I can't, I, I, I'm, I love that these games exist. And I think this looks really, really good. Um, but I just recognize that it's a game that I don't have a space in my life for. Um, Understood. Yeah. There are some these games take a long time to play. Well, like, and these then games last hours and it's not even just the fact that like they take so long but like i know i would get so i would feel obligated to invest so much time because i want to lose myself in it right yeah. it's the same reason why i don't play stuff like minecraft because i know that i would lose myself forever in it because i'd want to i'd want to do all the things as perfectly as i can so like i think it looks great it's not it's not for me in a way that I don't think it looks good. It's not for me in a way that I just don't think it would fit into my life, but it looks yeah. very impressive. If they nail the combat, which tends to be like a miss in these like 4X strategy games, um, it could be a, see these games are so niche, but it could be a, it could be a new re revitalization and setting the bar for these type of types of games anew there's a uh, a gameplay clip that i'm watching of like a roman coliseum and there's actual like horse racing happening like in real time in this this coliseum and i'm like my mind is just blown uh the graphics that that they've unleashed yeah. on us here you know what's interesting is like this game in particular really illustrates how each of the three pillars does something completely different than the other. Like Microsoft really has a focus on presenting games like this, games like Flight Simulator, um, and pushing them to the forefront. Like they put they put the spotlight on this game for a reason. And the other two don't really have games like this in the same in the same way in the same prominence. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's, it's not a game for me, but I really respect the fact that, that that's part of their brand. Like this is part of Xbox. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a variety uh, bag at Xbox. Something for everyone. As they say, um, let's talk about Indiana Jones in the great circle. I, I, I want to hear what Adam has to say about it. Cause you kind of look like Indiana Jones to me. Maybe it's yeah. just a, you know, I feel like old you indie or young play, indie, uh, almost dead. Indie. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, it. I thought it was great. Um, uh, the most impressive thing, obviously, I think, were the facial uh, animations and the voice work. What did you think of this? I am so conflicted in how I feel about Indiana Jones and the the big circle jerk. I. <laughs> I was so excited because I'm like, this is either going to hit like yes. a way that nothing has, or it's going to be an absolute 
dumpster fire cringe fest. Yes. And it, for me, somehow is both. <laughs> in the in the way that like visually looks fucking fantastic. It they nailed Harrison Ford in the way that like it looks like him, but it also looks like a video game. Like it isn't like realistic, ultra realistic, but like it's him. Yep. As a video game character. Yep. But then you hear the voice work and like I'm listening to it and I'm like, that really sounds a lot like Harrison Ford. I thought it was him. But I also immediately knew it wasn't Harrison Ford, if that mm. makes sense. Like it sounded like what it is, a really great impersonation. But as good as that impersonation is, I can't I can't hear it without knowing it's not him. Yeah. Does that make sense? I, I so hear, it's yeah. like it's really close, but as but it it almost makes it more hard to listen to because it's very close but it's very much it's it's not him so like yeah. i don't know how you do that and that's kind of where i was like really interested in this game is like are they are they gonna make it harrison ford or are they gonna make it just indiana jones and like as cast by like a different person and they tried to do it as harrison ford and it looks like him and it sounds like him but it's also obviously not him and that's like a weird brain busty um, uh, what do they call that? Um, Uncanny Valley kind Uncanny, of thing. Yeah. But it's more oh. about the voice to me than it is about the look. Like I'm totally fine with the look. It's the voice where it's like that sounds so close, but it's, but it's not. Um, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the other thing you talked about was the perspective. Yeah. Because what do we know? We know that these type of action games, if you look at Tomb Raider, Uncharted, you look at they're third person and that kind of fits the bill really 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 well yeah. so if you go to the tomb raider games it's like you're jumping and and climbing and traversing and it goes right into like an axe thing or you know a bow and arrow right very cool yeah uncharted you have that punching that looks sloppy but realistic and yep. like you know you're you're climbing down and you're seeing things you're using the environment they've, they've chosen to pull the camera back in this game when you're climbing a ladder and then when you're fighting, it's like first person with your whip and fist. What do you think, Adam? It makes... <sighs> okay. Take the gloves off, Adam. What uh the fuck? Oh! Hot take. What the, fuck are we, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> Let's do it. What the fuck are we doing here? What are we doing here? They Fucking tell them. We know that this is a bad move when yep. they kick this they almost start the presentation by trying to explain why they did it yeah and it is it is exactly the same thing as avatar which we talked about uh, in the last episode of megadad's live where they're justifying it in a very bizarre way like we want you to feel like you are indiana jones Except yeah. when you're, except when you're doing like the important shit, like the story, the cutscene, the cutscenes will be third person, or except when you're like swinging on your whip, which is that'll be third person, and except when you're like climbing up walls and stuff, that'll be third. It's like what the fuck are we doing? What are we doing? If you can, if you have the ability to have this game be in third person, same with you, Avatar. The coolest part of Avatar is flying the fucking banshees. They put it in third person. So you have the ability to have this game be completely third person. Give us a choice. If people want to play it first person, fine. They can play it first person. Give us that option. Give us that choice. It is so weird that they force you into this perspective, except at moments where they think it's important that you're not in that perspective. I think that's the part that bothers me the most. It's like, if you're going to do it, do it. If you're going to be first person, be first person. This whole pulling it back at the points where they think it doesn't work to be in first person shows to me that this game shouldn't be in first person. Like if if swinging on the whip only works in third person, then just make the game in third fucking person. So here's, are you ready for like a bit of a mind blowing thing already? So this is a, a little snippet from IGN that, that was uh, an impressions after seeing the reveal. 
So the first person perspective, in hindsight, it makes a lot of sense, this person says, because the developer Machine Games' entire catalog is first person. So Wolfenstein, uh, various other expansion packs, this is what they do. Um, and the incredible original Xbox exclusive the team made back together when they were at Starbreeze was Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay. So what's going on here is if you ever played the game like Condemned, um, Criminal Origins, or Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay, they had this first person that worked out really well and it was very immersive and brutal and kind of like you were there in the combat with the fists and with the shanks and with all of that, it really worked and it was very compelling. If they reach those heights of first person, great. Here's what's bothering me. When they showed the combat, they showed the most weak whip I've ever seen. Like, it looked like... It looks bad. Like, it looked terrible. Like, it, he goes like this and it did like... I could see, like, in a, imagine God of War, you give Kratos a whip, how it would look when he whips, like, the chains and stuff, like, boom, and hits, and then it pulls them, like, they would have this great interactivity between the whip and the thing, it looks so janky when he, like, kind of awkwardly goes like this, it doesn't even look like a whip is, is what's happening, now, had they shown the gameplay and it was like, whoppa, and he, like, hits someone's, like, helmet off, and then he, like, starts to choke him with the thing and then pulls him toward it none of that shit was happening which makes me think that they decided on the first person they knew they had to have the whip and they're like this is the best we could do i think they had i think it's such a i think it's such a bullshit cop-out to say this game should be in first person because this developer makes first person games the fists look good (laughs) the whip didn't look good but then you get into do i want to fight with my fists for an entire game like that again? Well, that's just it. I'm like, not sure. Indiana Jones, when I think of Indiana Jones, I think of big adventure. I think of him crawling up giant statues or getting thrown into snake pits or More swinging across traps and things like that. Action. None of that is going to be fun in first person. And yeah, and then they're going to keep pulling the camera out if you do that. Right. Like, to- Tomb Raider the traversal oh let me see if i could climb and find that here what's in this cavern like i just get bad vibes that they tried to get away from a lot of things some people were like oh why do you want another third person uncharted like i'm like what since when was un making an uncharted like game all of a sudden bad like this is what they've been wanting like just do it like make a tomb raider again i say third person doesn't even necessarily have to be one thing or another but having the ability to control the camera like puzzle like environmental puzzle solving which is what you're going to be doing in this game you're gonna you're gonna want to experience that from that grand sense not like through the eyes of i don't know it's just like are when the I think puzzles of, gonna be good adam they better be because i don't if know not, like i just i mean they better be we're judging a lot based on what we've seen right it just it's and worrying it's, and it's coming it's from worrying. a guy who doesn't like first person games so like i get it i get I it i want somebody and, to defend that whip animation and how the whip looked if you go walk away from that saying they they nailed the whip then you didn't watch what I watched. So I don't, that's all I have to say about it. I don't think this is going to be a bad game. I think this is going to be a great game. I really do. I think this is going to be a great game. I think it's just, it's going to be the exact same experience that I had with Avatar, where it's like, I'm I'm enjoying this. This is good. But goddamn, I really wish that I could pull back and like really, the, the sense that you experience the world like you're in it better because your first perspective it's just wrong. Indiana Jones is a property that's based on a movie. A movie is presented where you see the character on screen and you can pull back and see his relation to the world. Wow. And I think for a cinematic experience, you want that same feeling where you can wow. where you can pull back, you can be the director and wow. have your character in the world and have more control on the cinematic experience. And I just think it is a, a flawed concept that the only way or the best way that you can feel immersed in a world is that you you have to be first person. I just think that's a flawed idea. Yeah. Next one was Hellblade 2. They've shown this game too much, Adam. They've shown it way too much for way too long. I think it went through a lot of changes. 
It's drop down, gorgeous looking. The actress who plays Senua is uh, amazing. The the mocap and like the facial animations, stunning. The story I uh, played, I think I just barely didn't finish the last like part of Hellblade One, uh, and mostly because I'm turned off by this. Like kind of when we talked about um, Beast False Prophet, this is a dark game. It's almost incredibly dark. It's almost too dark. Like it's all about like anguish and darkness and um, what do you call this where there's like uh, cultists and, and skulls everywhere, yeah. whatever that is. Like it, it's bothering me a little bit because I feel like I can't breathe with all. And then they make the most intense trailers ever. So I fast forwarded through this quite a bit when I watch. What do you think of Hellblade 2? Are you excited for it? It's a shorter experience as they have admittedly said with a, if you get it outside of Game Pass, it's going to be, you know, a little cheaper. I think a $40, $50 uh, price tag they put on it. What do you think? This is the one that I skipped. Um, Skip! Like you, I did I did not play the first one, but like you, every time everything I see about this one makes me feel icky. Yeah, it, it just it's like Tor- torture yourself a little bit by being in this in the shoes of someone who's going through the shit. It, you know what I mean? And like, again, I'm a guy who plays horror games. I'm a guy that plays like violent, dark games. But there's something about the tone of Hellblade that always felt like like it it, it, it didn't feel like it would be something that I enjoyed. Uh, it, it feels like it's a game about misery in a way, you know, like a, a, a game about suffering or I don't know. There's just something about the vibe of it does not appeal to me. Like it's fucking gorgeous. It looks great. Everybody says it's an amazing game with a fantastic storyline and that very well may be, but it just doesn't feel like a world that I want to be in. The combat is really what's going to do it for me because the puzzle the puzzle element of the first game, which was like one of the tent poles it stood on, it it was not fun at all for me uh, to 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 do those puzzles. The combat was exciting and it was very visceral and the the perspective, the very like you're right here, um, uh, third person was was great and the animations and they really bumped that up. Like it looks insane when you're fighting and these close quarters with like by the the torchlight it, it looks great and then the visuals drop dead amazing so it has potential i just think that this game is struggling to find uh, an established at franchise identity like what type of game is this is it an action game no is it narrative very much narrative focus it it's very niche in what it's doing you know, it's it's like an experience almost. The combat at, in the first one wasn't that deep, so it was just kind of there. Um, but it, it helped drive the story along. It was all about the story. And then I felt like when they hit this part two, they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Make the combat better, de- you know, deepen that. But I feel like it might be missing something. Again, judging it, we've seen it a lot. Yeah. I just see the pillars being looks great, story-focused, the combat's going to be better, but maybe not amazing. So I don't know. They're hedging I, I, a lot of their bets on this game. They show it all the time. All the time. Way too much. It better be great now that they've shown it so much or else this narrative of like, why'd you hype it up so much? Like they've, they, I, they must have shown, I must have seen this six times, like in, in this, in this same type of depth. So we shall see. Finally, wrapping it up. Avowed. Avowed is an action first person RPG in a fantasy land that is by an acclaimed developer responsible for Fallout New Vegas. We have Obsidian and they are masters of their craft when they have the proper time and uh, they're not constrained with their vision. And this might be uh, a success story in the making because people are hyped about it and based on seeing it I walk away not worried about what they've done um, there 
art style's good. The combat looks fairly deep. Um, the 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 newness of it, how it feels fresh, because you can make just another fantasy game. But I thought that the the biomes and the the way that the magic looks was all really decent. And it's coming um, finally after being hotly anticipated. What did you think of Avowed when you saw it? I think this looks pretty fucking rad. Um, I love the visuals. I love the, the graphics are just crisp and yeah. bright. Like the worlds and the characters look fresh and vibrant, I guess. I feel like I'm Gordon Ramsay talking about food right now, but like <laughs> I was just refreshed by how it looked. Now this is a game I ain't mad about being in first person. I think this I think this is gonna be pretty slick. I love the uh the dual wielding of the different weapons, yeah. the emphasis on the fact that you can like, you can mix and match. Oh yeah, your your loadout like you can have a, a wand in each hand or like a heavy shield and a, like, this looks really cool. I, I I feel like I don't know enough about, um, the story or the world. I guess I mean they talked a lot about like the world in respect to uh, <coughs> the environments and stuff like that, but I don't really know what this game is quote unquote about. Um, but I, I, it does look like a world that'll be really fun to get lost in. Yeah, it, it looks good. Um, the three words they want you to come away with saying is it's colorful, yeah. vibrant, and strange. And that's a good mix for an RPG, uh, I would say. If you notice the uh, enemies, they have... They have a lot up their sleeve when it comes to the enemy design. The reason I say that is what they do show, you could see the potential right there. Like the goblins or what the uh, lizard lizard people, I yeah. should say, that you're fighting have like headdresses and stuff like that on them, which you already know like, okay, so that means that these headdresses and stuff might be able to come off. We haven't really seen the faces of the races. Um, of all of them, but we can see that there seems to be this lizard race. There also seems to be this kind of lizard fish-like scales to people. The There's a bear uh, in a screenshot that I'm looking at that is like corrupted with like a moss or bubbly bulbous like infection of some type. And that weirdness, that like extra layer of graphics uh the the way that the vines kind of overtake certain areas and look like twisted and the way the light comes through on plants like these are the things that make it seem fresh and i'm yeah. looking forward to it very much i'm not one for like i need choice in my games i need my dialogue shit to matter it's nice but they definitely push that as well and they're known for that so you can see the fallout new vegas vibe of like oh here's my choices here's the faction i'm siding with here's the people i'm helping or betraying and that's going to be in there too which is which is great but like you the most exciting thing was like freeze them then break them you know yeah. like, like that's awesome it, it seems like a power fantasy which is uh which is great. Did I, you um, see the the image that they released with the skeleton holding the sword? Yeah. The, oh my god, it's hot. Adam. It's this. This is so like I'm a dude who doesn't. I don't like Fallout because it's, it's too much. Like it's just it's too much. Um, and I I don't think I've ever played an Obsidian game. They made Grounded. They made Outer Worlds. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't think I've ever played one of their games, but this. This was the one out of the whole showcase. I was like, that wowed me, I guess. Uh, I was expecting to be blown away by Indiana Jones, but I was not expecting to be blown away by this. And I was, yeah, I, I think it's just like that visual design, that world design really captivated me. They really uh, present a pleasing aesthetic. For a guy who does not like first person games, this looks like one I would definitely play. Well, they also have the Outer Worlds 2 coming out, which had a, a very funny teaser uh, at least a year or two ago. I believe it was uh, teased. And Obsidian has also done Pentiment, which was that um, kind of hand-drawn oh, art yeah. style renaissance mystery uh, narrative focus game. Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire is a fantasy um, CRPG, which was fantastic. 
They're um, busy over there. Yeah, they did uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Um, oh, okay. I have played one of their games. And I, <laughs> yeah, so the, they've done a lot of stuff, which has been uh, really good. So again, hot, cool. hot, it's hot coming out, and it was probably the maybe my second favorite game that I had seen. So Xbox developer direct, I'd give a solid B, mm -hmm. you know, two. Yeah. I thought it was uh, very decent what they showed. Hey everyone, we want to take a quick time out to let you know all about Megadads Plus. Plus is the subscription service that helps us to continue to create new and engaging content here at Megadads for all of you. If you enjoy any of our content, whether it's Megadads Live, Megadads Checkpoint, our Megadads Reviews, or any of our other daily content drops, we truly appreciate if you would show your support by becoming a member of Megadads Plus. Paid subscriptions start as low as $1 a month, and it's completely commitment-free, so you can opt in or out at any time. As we enter our 10th year of doing Megadads, as a truly independent media company, we continue to look to you, our viewers and listeners, to help us keep this train firmly on the tracks. Please consider checking out patreon.com slash megadads and consider pledging your support for only $1 a month. Thank you and enjoy the rest of the show. I have been playing Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Now, this Ubisoft is game. a Ubisoft game. Um, we got a code from our Ubisoft PR folks. And uh, to, to, set up, to set up this game and my thoughts on this game, I love the movies. My son loves the movies. We're big fans of this franchise. Really enjoy it. Uh, very much looking forward to playing in this world. And my my biggest hesitation going into it was the fact that it is a first-person game. Now, this is not going to be an issue for a lot of people. Antonio is a big first-person. Oh, yeah, you, you hate those. I, for the most part, do not like playing in first-person at all. If I get an option... Like in a you know a Skyrim or whatever, like I will I will immediately uh, give me third person all day long, and I th I think the I think they shoehorned themselves into first person. They 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 set this this narrative that we are doing it so that you feel like you are completely surrounded in Pandora. You feel immersed, like you are one with the world, and. That's a choice. Like that's that's a design choice, but it's a very perplexing one, especially when the game repeatedly takes you out of that immersive experience. And I'll give you an example. the The game is is uh, rife with cutscenes, and all the cutscenes are presented in first person perspective just like you are you know it's just like another sure. another beat to you playing the game however every time one of these cutscenes happens it fades to black from you playing it and then fades in to the cutscene which again is from a first person perspective so it's like it's just creating this huge visual cue that you're not you're not having a seamless experience right like if they wanted to have that cutscene in game engine, you just walk right up to it and it happens, okay. But every time you have a narrative cutscene, you'll walk, you'll walk, let's say, you'll walk into this big facility, you'll see the character you're gonna talk to, you walk up to them, fade to black, fade back in, right exactly where you are, and cutscene mm -hmm. that you have no control over. So it's right. just jarring. It's just a weird presentation choice that you can't help but feel like it's like it's fighting against itself, right? Like they want to have this experience where you're in it and it's seamless. You are this character. Forget you're playing a game. 
fade to black. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just weird, and I can't, I can't get over it. And I, and I fired this game up, and it does that bizarre thing that a lot of these first-person games do, like Destiny and all that stuff. And it's like we want you to spend a good ten minutes designing your character. You can that change their eye see. shape. The, the texture of the, the patterns on their skin, the hair, how tall they are, their, like everything. And then you never see it unless you go into photo mode or you ride a mount, which <laughs> the coolest part of this game is flying a banshee. You get your own banshee and then it pulls out to third person perspective. Why? Why, why is that part third person? The coolest, the coolest thing you can do in the game goes into third person view mode, right? And it's just, it's strange, it's bonkers, it's disjointed. Yeah. But I love this game. I really, I really like it. I, I, I've got, the, I've got the negative stuff out of the way here. And now I want to talk about what this game does well because it does a lot really well. Um, it it utilizes the property very well, and 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 it it leans into that that fucking generic Ubisoft template of of you know you got your 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 outposts with the bad guys and stuff, but it works so well with this property because you're in Pandora. You're a freedom fighter trying to fight against the humans who have come and terraformed your planet. And like the outposts are these big facilities and 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 industrial plants. And as you approach them, the air becomes thick with pollution and there's debris and garbage everywhere. And you fight and fight these these guys that are in like their mech suits from the movies and stuff and there's the big flying uh, helicopter machines and all that stuff all the stuff from the movies in there and it feels so good you can either use your um your bow and arrow which feels incredibly powerful because you tower over the humans because you know, the avatars are like fucking nine feet tall right and you feel that weight as you were playing the game and you shoot an arrow into this puny little human and you watch him fucking fly back Whoa. 10 feet. Like you feel really strong. And then as the game goes on, you you equip um, more uh, human weapons. Like you get machine guns and rocket launchers and grenades and stuff like that. And that all feels really good. And then you destroy these outposts and nature starts to reclaim the land. And that's how you regain your territory like the land starts to heal the clot the, the the clouds go away the sky clears up all this stuff and that just works really like that, that formula works really well with this ip um so like the whole time you feel like you're not just clearing out the bad guys but you're actually healing pandora which is really what these avatar movies are all about it's like the balance with nature and 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 you know trying to be good stewards of your of your land and all that stuff and i think that works really well in this game um, the cutscenes are pre-baked, but they're really cool. Like you meet really interesting characters and you go up to the cliffs and you, I don't know if you guys are fans of the movies at all, but you got to go and you got to get your own Banshee. You got to climb the floating islands to get to the nest. And then you have to, you have to wrestle with it and sync up with it. It's got all that stuff. The skill tree is all about, um, using your little weird tentacle ponytail thing and connecting with Awa. And then there's this whole skill tree based on on the planet healing you and all this stuff and it, it it just works really well it is so much fun it's a good use of a movie property like we 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 all lived through the really bad uh movie tie-in games and this is <laughs> this is not one of that the only thing that i can really strike against this game is just that first person perspective but when you play it it's just it's so much fun your avatar not your avatar because you're not you're not the character from the movie. You are a Navi. You are a native Navi. The story of the game is that you were abducted as a child by the humans and you were raised to be kind of like a, I don't know, like a negotiating tool between the humans and, and the natives on the planet. And then you escape from the humans at the outset of it and you, were, you are discovering Pandora for the first time because you didn't grow up there 
and you are trying to find your heritage and your your clan and discover your true roots as as a as a Navi of the, of Pandora. So it's got a really interesting storyline and it works really well and it's fun to play. It's just got these frustrating choices as far as how they make you play it. Um, other things that I really want to touch on is it's got a kind of a complicated uh, control system, lots of weapons. You have to you have to eat to to keep your stamina up, not just your health, but like your stamina. So there's a, there's a cooking element in it, um, which means there's a lot of different button assignments. There's a lot of hold L1 and triangle or hold, you know, there's a lot of intricate shit that is easy to forget in the midst of a moment. If you're in a big firefight and you run out of stamina, you have to do a button combination to pull out a fruit and eat it to get, to get your stamina up. So that can be kind of confusing. Um, the thing that is the best, the very best part of this game is that when you get your Banshee, you get to name it. And you get oh. to name it much like the way you do in Ghost of Tsushima, it gives you some pre—it gives you some preset names that you can choose from. It's like a list of twelve, because they're baked into the voice acting, right? You mm -hmm. want your character mm -hmm. to actually call your animal, so it's just like Ghost of Tsushima. And you've got all these really cool names like Storm Rider, and Thunder, and and Mist, and things, like Shadow, things like that. But then, for some reason, for some fucking reason. The last option is Carol. C-A-R-O-L, Carol. Okay. And All so right. as we got our Banshee and we were looking at our name choices, Elliot and I looked at each other and we said, holy shit, we can name this giant dragon <laughs> that we mind connect with Carol. And throughout the rest of the game, when you call for your Banshee, when you're fighting on a giant airship that's exploding because you fought all these mechs and soldiers and you're blowing shit up and you're restoring the world and you jump and you're falling and you call out, Carol! I think I'll call you... Carol. <laughs> and Carol comes in and saves the day. That's awesome. And I don't understand it. It makes no sense. It has no right to be there, but goddamn, do I love the fact that they let me name my dragon Carol. <laughs> and so, it Avatar, game of the year. Nice. <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. Honestly, I like this more than I liked the Assassin's Creed game that I played a couple months back. Like it's it's really good. It's not my preferred way to play. I don't like doing stuff in first person. It's it's unintuitive to me. Like they have you climbing mountains and doing platforming and stuff. And that never feels good to me in first person. Um, but like yeah. it works. People like playing those games that way. So like Antonio, I think you would really like this game. Honestly, are you a fan of this franchise? So I don't know why the avatar thing feels gross to me. I just don't know why. Uh, I like have an aversion to it, but th it is undeniable how amazing it is visually. Like it, it is back, a weird mythos, right? Like there's a yeah, lot of strange stuff in it. Yeah, I, I, I think the Ferngully like retold thing kind of bothered me. Like it, it, it's basically the same thing, you know, like the nature thing and fighting yeah. corporation. But I went on the Avatar ride in Pandora in the Animal Kingdom in Disney. And it was like one of those experiences where you're in the huge seat and it's sights and smells and heat and cold and it and it has you like going through the movie. And it was like as soon as I was in that ride, I was like, damn, I forgot that this shit was cool. That that Avatar yeah. <laughs> is a cool IP. Cause when you get out of there, then they have all this merch and people oh, were cool. buying the shit out of that merch. They yeah. were like, they will scan your face and make an avatar of you, like the version huh. of the doll of you, and all this stuff. And I wanted to buy shit. And I was like, let's go. And like, if you get the right experience this franchise has legs like i think it could really do what it's trying to do and apparently it's already captivated people you know based on the movies and all of that it's just a shame i think the 
time that it's taking to build this, right? They're like, great, we have a video game. When did Avatar 1 come out? Like, this is wild that this yeah. is happening. And then, you know, they're working on parts, whatever, four, five, whatever the hell is going on. But I, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the movie tie-in thing that's keeping me from hitting the purchase button on this because I even have game credit ready to go. And I'm like, should I play this? I... For, for whatever reason, it feels like it has interest cards stacked against it. Um, yeah. But every recommendation's good. Everyone's like, good game. Good game. I feel I like mean, it's an Assassin's Creed Mirage thing, though, where it's like, yeah, pretty good. You know? Like, <laughs> uh, like not like amazing, mind-blowing. I don't know. I'll, Maybe I'll tell wrong. you what. It, me, personally, if this game was a third-person perspective, I'd have very little negative to say about it. That's my big hang-up. And if it is going to be in first person, if they really want to do that whole I'm in the world thing, this shit should be in VR. Full stop. This um, shit should have a demo. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, <laughs> it's beautiful. Like, the world is I hear. It won, it won top graphics of the year by Digital Foundry, and they know what they're talking about. It's, when it comes it's to incredible. It. But again, it is... it is Pandora. It is Avatar. So there's, like, weird stuff. Like, there's creatures that just look... If you don't vibe with that aesthetic, it's a lot of blue and green, right? Like it's mm -hmm. it's it's a lot of weird plants and shit like that. Um, but it's cool. Like it's got a day night cycle, so when everything gets dark, everything starts to glow, like it does in the movie. It's just it's really cool. And I get I get the idea that they want you to feel like you're there because it is a world that. Like you said, it, it's a, a visual experience. I, I watch these movies in 3D. I think that's the best way to watch them. Being in that world feels so cool. I just don't know if that was worth, for me, that wasn't really worth the the gamble on that perspective. Mm -hmm. I think if this I think if this was like a Horizon kind of third person thing, I'd be enjoying it more. But as it stands, it's it's a really good game. I enjoy it a lot. How is that Way of Water movie? It's really good. Didn't didn't catch it yet. It's good. It's super okay. good. good. Disney Plus. Watch it. Oh yeah. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mega Dads Live. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel and like the video and tell a friend. We'll see you next Friday for an all new episode of Mega Dads Live.